See, there's not some weird filters on my microphone. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, I knew it. I knew what I was up to, and you've submitted to my fashion whim. Fuck. Why you have the inroad you do is because there's room for this kind of. <laughs> well, it's the thought leadership angle of the technology of the moment. Yeah, which is a great place to be. For me. Well, for any, well, for anybody, I would enjoy it too. Well, just go get it. <laughs> well, that's you're like, oh, <laughs> balls, balls. Welcome back, nine thousand episode one hundred and seventy nine episode T shirt chapter two. Why is it called that, Josh? A myriad of reasons, Mark. One reason, I believe. Episode T-shirt, you might have to look up the number of that episode. One of our best performers. I don't know why. One of our highest performing episodes. Well, Nicole and I were having a conversation about oh, let me, I'm T-shirts. Make, I'm going to make this easy for folks. I'm going to look it up right now. You look it up. Yeah. And I was telling her about the success of episode T-shirt. Something and tells she me said, I have time. I can't get a word in edgewise already. I thought you were looking something up. Well, I'm just trying to make a comment as I did. Make your comment. Nope, all done. Okay, well, all I was saying is that I think she she enjoyed the conversation she and I had about t-shirts, and we decided, hey, maybe maybe more t-shirts would be good. Wait a minute. Did oh. you change the- I changed nothing. I remember, wasn't this episode t-shirts with this image of the guy leaning backwards? No, that was best year ever. Oh, we, we use, we've used Outlier, uh, we've used their press photos twice. Okay. Or not press, whatever, they're product photos. I'm going to keep going then. So anyway, Mark, I'll tell you a little t-shirt story. I'll keep it brief. Good God, it's way back. Are it's you an sh- old one. What? I think it's, I think maybe the... What's your guess? 78. Wow. All right. I would never have made such a guess, but I'm getting close to that. Now we're on pins and needles, aren't we? We you are, can't, You can't think. <laughs> I, I can't even tell my story. I'm just teetering what? here. All right, I'll tell you. What is that? What? Oh, that's hair, hair, hair. Oh, we reposted that. Oh, look at us. An oldie but a goodie, hair, hair, hair. It's, oh, well. Well, so, Mark, I had a I had a moment, a T-shirt moment. You know, I love to shop at thrift stores. And I was, I was what, what episode is it? 120. 120. Episode 120. With another live male outlying figure. Yes, another looker. Oh, look at that artfully placed text with the owl emoji. Yeah, Mark, you, you're an artist. No one's ever denied you that. I'm ready. Are we doing a podcast? Yeah, I'm telling you. I was at a thrift store. Do I sound like I'm in a tunnel? A little bit. I was looking through the t-shirts, and I only I recently started wearing- it must be a podcast, because it sounds like I'm in a tunnel. <laughs> I recently, I took a page from the brush playbook. Yep. I've been wearing size medium t-shirts for a long time rather form-fitting t-shirts just felt comfortable with that fabric hug but something in me switched and it happened because i was at a thrift store and i found this black t-shirt and it was so soft when i picked it up and it it had a a great weight it was heavy yeah but i held it up i was like this thing looks enormous this is a giant boxy t-shirt i don't know if i want this t-shirt but i'll try it on 
Wow. The dilemma. I took it to the dressing room. I tried it on. And in that instant. Who goes to a dressing room at the thrift store? I would never, I've never done that in my life. Just buy it and go home. How much was it? I don't remember. I just wanted to check it out. I wanted to pay the clothing its proper respect. If it wasn't going to work for me, I can just leave it there. I don't need to perpetuate a cycle of... Yeah, I'm listening. I'm just going to finish my cold oats You here. eat your cold oats, Mark, because I liked the way it fit. It was a large t-shirt, and it was heavy, and it fit in a very unique way, and I became smitten. I bought the shirt. It was a Joseph A. Banks shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> so, so then I kind of ended up going down this Joseph A. Banks <laughs> rabbit hole... Because I wanted to find another one of the of the shirts. I know. I was shocked. And so there is a Joseph A. Banks out near Park Meadows Mall. I had to go out there for some other reason. So I stopped by just to see, do you have more of these shirts? But they didn't. But then I looked online and I found a similar Pima cotton shirt. Kind of a boxy fit. Ordered some up. I've got one on right now, Mark. Allow me to, to disrobe for you here. <laughs> so it's not a bad shirt. Well, it's not a bad shirt. It's, 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 you're right. It's not exactly what you once were. It's oh, a it's a different person here. Can you hear me through this? A little bit, or maybe more in the room. But the black one I'm is the still the one I'm most fond of, and it's a bit boxier, and it's not Nicole's favorite shirt. She's like the none of them. She's not a huge, and she calls it Jossa A Banks for some reason. <laughs> Well, the tag says J-O-S-A, Banks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got into this very long, kind of funny conversation about... Is it Jossa A. Banks or Jossa Banks? She, I think sometimes she says Jossa A. Banks. I don't know. She she doesn't give the shirt the proper respect, clearly. Oh, okay. But we had this conversation about it, and I, and I was telling her how I was really... I was liking this new weird fit, and I was just going to celebrate it for a while, and it was going to be fun, and we'd, be, we'd all be fine. But... Then she started using this thing, Google Lens. Do you know about Google Lens? Uh-uh. You can like take photos of, like I could take a photo of you and it could tell me where that shirt came from, most likely. It works Whoa. better with like more defined products, but you can click it and it will take you to where you can buy it. Huh. And so she was playing around with it and I was like, well, I had the, I had the black shirt on. And she had told me that it, it, she felt it looked like an old man shirt. She didn't consider it to be a contemporary or particularly hip shirt, as, right. as I seemed to. So I put my arms out to show how boxy it was. She took a photo of it. <laughs> it it thought it was a Dries Van Noten shirt. Oh, wow. That's amazing. If the, I famous, the famous Belgian designer. He's so famous. We had just watched a documentary on Criterion Channel about Dries Van Noten. I knew him from my selectism, highest nobiety days. So this was a huge victory. Because not only did Google Lens seem to, it placed the shirt in the upper echelons of fashion, Mark, and, and based on its boxy, okay, you're flowing get, fit. You're getting a little animated. I'm done. <laughs> we don't have to talk about t-shirts anymore. Did that uh, change her? Just, could you just check, see there's not some weird filters on my microphone? <laughs> no. Half the time, it's like we do it for half a year, and you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this is a problem. No, there's no problem there. I okay. just turned it up more. I think that's all you ever that's really probably want all is I more ever, volume. Yeah, more volume. More view. That is much better. It's just louder. I think your tinnitus is getting in the way of your production skills. T-shirts part two. I'm A-OK with that. I'll make the change right now, Josh. Thank you, Mark. I knew you'd, you'd 
go on this journey with me. Did she change happily. her opinion of the shirt after it was mistaken for a Dries Van Noten? Not, not really. I don't think so. Yeah, her, her, but, her opinion's set. She knows where she's. But stands. what I'm trying to get her to do is to wear one of my Jossa A. Banks shirts, like on a Sunday when she's casually roaming around the house because they are so stinking comfy. I don't know what to do. Oh, you'd find that so sexy, wouldn't you? Walking around a Joseph A. Banks shirt. <laughs> I mean, I might. Sort of I mostly a, just a want power move. Like to- a, ah, I knew it. I knew what I was up to, and you've submitted to my fashion whim. No, not so much that. I just want her to experience the weight. It's a combination of the weight of the shirt and the softness of the Pima cotton. That's that- all. But it, it it made me kind of go down the. No, mem- no, that's not all. Could you tell me more? Okay. It made me want to go down the memory lane of t-shirts past. And I think of previous versions of myself where I was wearing t-shirts that fit in different ways. And how when I think of them now or try them on now, they feel so foreign to me. So I think what t-shirt really is about is a constant evolution, Mark. T-shirt? Is that what it's about? That's what life's about. You don't want to be the same person your whole life. No. And there's lots of ways to kind of... Which is Switch a, up your routine a bit. Oh, Josh, truer words were never spoken as men of middle age get set in their ways. See, I've never seen you wear a, a hat quite like that before, Mark. <laughs> it's a bright yellow. It is a bold hat. You've got it kind of on top of your head. <laughs> well, it's because of the... <laughs> that's because of the... What do you call these? Well, cans. I, your cans, these I cans. Know, But it has like a nice uh, kind of warm gnomish effect. And then I noticed, look at this, Mark. I'm going to blow your mind because I can't see the label right now. But There's I'm no way you're going to guess this. You'll never guess the label. Of your t-shirt? Of this shirt? Oh, yeah, that shirt oh, right there. this you can guess. I thought you meant the hat. Well, the label, I don't know. There's a label on it. Yeah, there is, but it's... Oh, it's some sort of weird Urban mm. Outfitters thing, maybe. No. Nope. Oh, something more bespoke? Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Old Blood Noise? Old Blood Noise Endeavors. A... A boutique elite pedal maker out of the Midwest. Oh, pedals. That's a pedal maker. Blood noise? Old blood noise endeavors. I'm O-B-N-E. Just, I'm just kind of fixated on those two words, the blood noise, the noise of blood. Yeah, you got it. There it is. Yeah, but your, sh- your shirt, Mark, your long sleeve shirt, that is a prana shirt. You nailed it. You are. I, I, I can tell. You are Google Lens. I Who can, needs Google Lens when you've got... The investigator, right. the enthusiast. I could, I could probably find the address for you. There's a prawn over in Cherry Creek, Mark, for all your. Uh, this is an online purchase. I'm yoga sure. Yoga needs, and I've no, and you've got some running tights on, kind of, <laughs> yes, and they have the nice zip, so you can widen zip. the bottom. And I've noticed you've you've used that to kind of show off your game, because <laughs> for you, podcasting is all about flashing the gams. I think I also have some strange cloughs of fur. Cloughs? That's not a word. It is now. You want to call this T-shirts? Two. Chapter. How about two. t-shirts Roman numeral two? I, I. Oh, I like that. There you go. I was fond of saying chapter, but... You can say whatever you want. That's true. It's our podcast. Hi, N9K, your podcast from the future. The future is t-shirts. Let's start this show. Oh. <laughs> I thought we'd gotten off to a roaring start. A roaring Oh, it's beginning. just good to be back in the basement, good to be on the mics, good to be with you good people, all 700,000 of you. Woo! Josh? Mark. Oh, this was my idea. To the archives. To the archives. Josh, I, I it, was, it was a little trip down memory lane. I was think I, I was thinking fondly of Zach and Dirty Lemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the heyday of 
that magical brand and our first and only yep advertiser as i recall <laughs> and and uh what a great advertiser to have as the first advertiser. oh he was great devoted not timely Engaged. not timely with his payment but uh, you could forgive him anything yeah and i mean sweetheart negligible value <laughs> he probably wasn't anxious he didn't didn't know what he'd quite gotten into Josh, my idea was there is a treasure trove of cringeworthy moments when we created skit-based comedy on this show. Oh, yeah. We need to find, we need to play them. I could play one right now through SoundCloud. Well, there's the one episode that comes to mind that I actually, I don't know how or why I ended up listening to it. It was almost like I had, I found the audio file from this piece of the show where you and I were pretending to be the co-founders of Whole Foods. (laughs) Was uh, it? Well, this wasn't the Zach thing. One of them, we didn't. One of the ads for him was us in a sweat lodge. Well, no, no, no. You're confused. Detoxing. The, I think the sweat lodge ad was us was, pretending to be those two, co like those. We were pretending. What, who co CEOs who of Whole the, Foods. Who were they? There was a gentleman named John Mackey and another gentleman named Walter Robb. Mackey and Robb. And that's, I've been working was, with Walter Robb on something. Of course you have. <laughs> but th- in this instance. Who's the more ribald of the two? The more, uh, who's the business guy? Who's the Walter's more of the operator. The Ro- Rob is the operator. The operator. And so I think Mackie's we... more of the. I'm not charlatan. That's the wrong word. Uh, joie de vie. <laughs> I don't know. Magnifique. Yeah, he's more. So magnifique. I think we we kept it uh, close to archetype. You were Rob, the meticulous son of a bitch. That's great. I'll be him any day. And I was Mackie. I was I was coming loose. That guy gets it done. But we created a whole storyline. Yeah, I think that was the Dirty no, Lemon. Man, I don't know if Dirty Lemon was evolved because we were supposed to be like in the midst of a mushroom trip. Okay, we're, pause the show. We're going to find that and listen to it. Or I'll, tell me if you can re- vaguely remember where it was, and I'll play it. That's what we're going to listen to. We don't pit pause once we start, Mark. Shit. That is not how this. Well, show how might we should have pregame? We'll, this circle, a little we'll bit. circle back to it. How might? You want to insert it later in? No, I mean you'll find it at some point while well, I'm well, rambling the, about something. Well, that's you don't the point of this it. segment: is that we go back to the archives and we react oh. to one of our previous performances. All right, so and we revisit this lovely content we made. So there's we'll, a, there's a difference. We got there. karaoke performances we could listen to. There are we a did, lot we of karaoke. We did some rapping, as I recall. That was you, and I actually listened to that too. Maybe that's how it came about. I think I was doing my own <laughs> search, and I remembered the time when you. I don't know how serious you were, but you were like really wanting to inhabit this. You wanted to become a rapper. No, I, I can't and imagine that was serious. But what was our what was our name? You had you had a name too. I think was I Colonel Asada. <laughs> yes, you were Colonel Asada. <laughs> oh, anyway, what do you want me to play? Well, I mean, you got to go. That's back. why you might need to pause it for just a second. Never hit pause. Well, what was interesting when I went through the archives too is, I remember how many for a while we were on a stretch where we had like different weird either electric music that we'd made or that's my point this or stuff. karaoke music like every episode started totally different oh josh there's it, it was a cornucopia for the senses we need to revisit those is my point and now is the time All right, where but we my started point is, with a segment called to the archives i like to the archives but you know, me springing episode T-shirt on you <laughs> yeah. doesn't require us to hit pause. Well, all right, then you want me to? I'll just pick a random show. Here, I'll try and help you. I'm scrolling through. Oh, but how? Do, what's the best way for the audio? Oh, you want me to right, put the here's, microphone here's, here? I guess you could do. Here's the funniest one. Uh, our, I think our most listened to track of all time 
is Sexy Bane Karaoke. <laughs> well, that's but we know which that. was just a, a a throw an aside, right? But I listened to that too, and at the end, we do a really good job of hey, if you like that, listen to Natch. Like we <laughs> we somehow thought it was like a piece of advertising. Oh, I just looked at our interview with L.A. Salami. What I the? listened to some of that too. Ah, oh, Josh, I wonder if we were doing this at the same time on the same day, both just in a an archival kind of mode. <laughs> These episode titles are great. Buzzing in your left ear. That was a great show. That I'm was sure. about my tinnitus. Oh. Episode I was I was a tiny boy. That's episode 82. Yeah. That's oh, it. I was also thinking about Neil Ice Cream Gottlieb. What about Greg Goes to Costco? That was a good one. Magical one. I've been chatting with the Bagney late, lately. Late, lately? Yeah, late, lately. Mini stroke. So I think if you go to episode 99 in right, the year Josh. 2525, you'll hear a pretty painful karaoke version of the song in the year 2525. Well, let's do it. I'm guessing. I don't know. Is it at the beginning or end? I think I think it was probably at the beginning. Oh, maybe not. Maybe at the end. This sounds more like some sort of weird music. This might be an example of both the things we were talking about. The interlude for this show was The Universe and Me, Tobin Sprout. Oh, good old Tobin Sprout. Oh. Oh, I'm see. not signed in because I cleared my caches and cookies. Why are you clearing your caches? Because I had cookies. to for my web development. No, I don't believe you. I bet you do. All that. right, I'm going to sign in. I'm putting something... the microphone down. You carry the show. You probably do that like once a week. You're clearing your caches. Never. You're cleaning your desktop oh, so that there's only one icon. I got to log in as, Nat, as Natch, right? Yep. All right, I'm doing it. You Just where everyone wanted to be was behind the curtain for this. <laughs> Try to remember the password. I think I know what it is. But then I try and log into things, and I well, I did change the, the Instagram one. Yeah, I bet one you I did changed, change it. Of course, not, you did. Not the other ones. What? I'm not creating my account. Oh, you're killing me. Sign in. Yeah. Oh, profile. Oh, God damn it! You're not carrying the show. Well, I got. I I was. That is episode 77. There's no dog in this. Oh, here, you got something queued up finally? Oh, this is when William Only Bear died, the uh, African electronic musician. And we made, I, we made a song with a loop from him. I think that's me singing karaoke to that the song in the year 2525. Come back next week. Actually, okay, okay. Next week, episode 100. Next week, Uh Will it be another episode as you come to expect, or will it be something special? I think you were close to the speaker there, buddy. Gotta tune in. Let's see. In the year 2525. Scott, uh, Scott, what's his name? This isn't Scott Walker. Scott Walker. I can't remember who this is, but earlier I was telling you about the movie Gentleman Broncos. That's, I think, that this song is like in the opening credits. Talk about synergy, Mark. 
Here it comes. This is just you solo. Maybe you were involved. Actually, I seem to remember recording this in like a frenzied five minutes before you got to the to my house to record. Whoa, I was really getting into it. What? Are the chorus there? No, the song changes. No, but somebody else sang for a second. Oh, I think that was just... Uh, 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 some karaoke tracks, they just drop the vocals down. Did you know, Mark, that on Apple Music now, when you're listening to a song, you can listen to it in karaoke mode on a lot of songs, and it just minimizes the vocals. So you can sing over it, and it gives you the lyrics... Scrolling. Oh, that's awesome. The world has changed, Mark. What? All right, Mark. I. What, did you, what made you want to do this, by the way? I just told you the movie Gentleman Broncos, probably. Because you keep going for about another. I sing the whole song. We don't have to listen to the whole thing. All right. Do you want to? Do you want to hear yourself and have some giggles? You go to episode fifty-two. Oh, it's key change. Yeah, there's a key change, and I roll with it. Oh. Voice of an angel. Bring it home. I think it ends with like speaking. Like a whispery thing where you're. Or maybe that comes right before the end. Maybe we'll find a thing to chew. Yeah, here we go. come on, that's magic. Oh, usually that's good stuff. You want me to go to something or not? Well, this one's a little fraught, but episode 52, Wait. we actually have an, oh, no. an image of Kanye West with Trump hair, which, prescient. Well, now you've played Maboob. <laughs> what have I done? I don't know what you're playing. <laughs> I'm playing your mix. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good song. Uh, you want, why do I want to go to 52? I don't know if you want to. This is when... Uh, you're During your ill-advised Kanye West phase, <laughs> which even at the time... I was confused by. <laughs> this was before. So you wrote a rap called "All the Percents," and so I think it. I think the show opens with "All the Percents." I don't know, can we do that one? That might be too much. <laughs> I had tr- I, when I was listening to it by myself. I had a hard time <laughs> retaining my composure. All right, we'll just do a couple seconds. <laughs> Wait, fifty-two. Hold on, I got a long way to scroll back. Well, there's a lot of content here. <laughs> What's this episode seventy-four, Man Watcher? <laughs> I remember that was one of my favorite show images because it was just so horrifying. (laughs) It is horrifying. Okay, I'm going to 52. Oh! I got sidetracked by 59. 59? Yeah. Don't you think we got to do 59? That's a recap episode, isn't it? No. Oh, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Here's Okay, here's what we'll do, Mark. That was a banger. That's a duet. Matt Dillon loved it. Why don't we save that for the end of the show, Mark? Oh, in, in its entirety? Okay. Or, I don't know. We're not, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say we can make it the interlude, but I don't feel like doing all that technical work. Oh, God. All right. Downloading a file and isolate. Yeah. I think you also made the beats on some sort of app that you had. A lot of white space. This opens the show. This is the show. What was my name? 
<laughs> Maybe you say it. I don't know. <laughs> when do you come in? I know you start rapping at some point. Ollie over the dead squash rat. That's what's up there. Oh, that was something I did once in Chicago. <laughs> Before this even... I, I guessed it. Who's that? I don't know. Oh, Chief Keef, I think. Or Kifa? Is Kifa a thing? Every time I feel What is this? I don't, I don't know. At least it's on track with food topics. Well, and hey, how about you give us you give a shout out to buckwheat? I think too. Oh, look at that! And this was even before. I mean, this is years before they became buddies, right? Oh, or yeah, that's what I'm saying. This was we, we saw the parallels even back then, Mark. I think that's I think that stands the test of time. I think it does too. I think it's extremely creepy. <laughs> There's a lot of weird things about that one. All right, that's good. That's going to be a recurring episode called Two of the Archives." All right, next time maybe we'll. Do a better job of yeah. we'll play, pre-selecting. Maybe we'll actually go. pull audio files and make it there. You go real well. That's not going to nice happen. and tidy. We know that's not going to happen. You, Very you could, low likelihood. You could uh, what's that app called that uh, Paizo? You could Paizo it off sound. Oh, don't get me going on Paizo, Mark. <laughs> Love Paizo. To the bait and switch. Here we see which article this is. Food Navigator. Oh, am I going to be able to get to it? Are they going to block me from it? <gasps> Are the cookies going to strike again or whatever? Your cleared cash? <laughs> going to cost us more Josh, time? Yes? Could reframing shrinkflation as portion control boost sales? What do you think? Is this that... Uh, Many packet... It is a strike. Strike. Many packaged food and beverage manufacturers that have trimmed... Oh, wait, are they just, like, following Mm. the crowd? Who? Are they just following the crowd? I seem to remember a bunch of sheep coming in not long (laughs) after the bowling sound cue, so never mind. Missed it. Continue. Good try. Many packaged food and beverage... We love packaged food and beverage. And... (laughs) Many packaged food and beverage manufacturers <laughs> that have trimmed serving sizes without lowering cost in recent years to mitigate inflation mm. have tried to do so in stealth mode for fear of losing value-seeking shoppers. Oh. But so new, the question is, do you own it instead? But new research suggests if they reframed the downsizing as portion control, consumers might reward them. Perhaps. Portion control, though, consumers might take that the wrong way. That that might be seen as like you you can't control yourself, so we need to give you less. That could piss off the alt right. That could be the wrong miss message. Yep. You know, but maybe maybe it should be more about quality control. We are giving you less of a better quality product. You are a one plus one equals three kind of guy. Is that a good thing or a absolutely? Bad thing? Right. Okay. Yes, I rated it. This article is all about just spinning a turd, but Josh took that turd and... I swallowed it. As he does. Pushed it back out. <laughs> it's a golden egg now. I don't know how that happened. 
Well, you cracked the nut on that one. I'm going to go to the Ketone 3 Octanone. Whoa. Which one's that? Josh. Mark. A Fungus Among Us. Ars Technica. Carnivorous oyster mushrooms can kill roundworms with, quote, nerve gas in a lollipop. Whoa. Yeah, I don't think you heard that. A nerve gas in a lollipop. The oyster mushroom is a staple of many kinds of cuisine, prized for its mild flavors and a scent vaguely hinting at anise. When you cook them, they smell like salmon, kind of, or they smell fishy sometimes. These cream-colored mushrooms are also one of several types of carnivorous fungi that prey on nematodes, roundworms in particular. They've evolved a novel mechanism for paralyzing and killing nematode prey. A toxin contained within lollipop-like structures called toxocysts that, when emitted, cause widespread cell death in roundworms within minutes. They have identified the volatile organic compound. It is called... Why don't you tell me there? I don't know why, but you don't. Okay. I'm going to just keep doing this. (laughs) Keep it up. (laughs) What the hell is the name of the compound? Ah! I'm going to go with what I... There. Ketone 3 Octanone. Glad we got that in. <coughs> does it have anything to do with ketosis? Everything. It's a, it's all ketosis. Of course it does. I was kidding when I said it was all t-shirts. It's, it's, <laughs> it's all, all ketosis. ketosis. And it, it's uh, an oyster mushroom. That's going to be ketone friendly, right? I would think so. Absolutely. There are very particular rules. Although, is it, are there, is it too carby? You can't have carbs and you're okay with fats. And it's really tough to know because a mushroom, the whole fungal kingdom, it isn't man and it isn't animal and it isn't plant. It's something else. So it's probably not carbs or fats. It's probably something else like ketone three octanones. Which would suggest that it belongs in the ketone diet. Uh, wait, was, but what is ketone? Is, ke- 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 ke? is that thing that you mentioned that's the poison for the ringworms? It's spelled a little different. Well, yeah, ketones are spelled with a Y, aren't they? Oh, boy. Ketosis is not. Keto K-E-T-O-S-I-S. is not. K-E-T-O-S-I-S. This is K-E-T-O-N-E-3 dash octanone. Oh, yeah, ketone. I think it's a ketone, Josh. I think we are. I think we have uncovered the secret to the ketone diet, and it is a lollipop nerve gas in an oyster mushroom. That has eaten a bunch of roundworms. So wait, the lollipop lures the roundworm so that the mushroom might eat it? What, is there like a <laughs> the predator? Is there like a? There's no real lollipop. There are lollipops. It's a cyst. It's like a lollipop-shaped cyst. Right. Does that lure the ringworm? Yes. And then the ringworm dies, and the mushroom grows from its carcass. Because the mushroom, being carnivorous, it's not like it's taking bites of ringworm. You, Josh, clearly want me to go deeper. For instance, oomycetes are fungus-like organisms that send out hunter cells to search for nematodes. Once they find them, they form cysts near the mouth or anus of the roundworms. God, it's always so brutal. Love it. And then inject themselves into the worms to attack the internal organs. Another group of oomocytes uses cells that behave like prey-seeking harpoons, injecting the fungal spores into the worm to seal its fate. Absolute insanity. It's amazing. It's The natural world is... More frightening than any horror movie you could imagine. Hey, that's why Last of Us, Jordan I think, is Peele. so successful. It's like the cordyceps virus 
pulled. I haven't seen it. Don't spoil it's this. It's ripped for me. straight from nature, Mark. That's a real thing. Cordyceps mushrooms turning insects into <gasps> zombies. The oyster mushrooms issue. Issue. These physical traps in favor, tight. in favor of a chemical mechanism. P. ostriatus is what's known as a wood rotter. I think we just call that chem mech. Sure. In the biz. <laughs> in the biz. <laughs> that targets dead trees, but wood is relatively poor in protein. Its long branching filaments called hyphae are the part of the shroom that's growing. High fidelity. It grows into the rotting wood. These hyphae are home to the toxocysts. Hyphae, when nematodes encounter the toxocysts, the cyst bursts, and the nematodes typically become paralyzed and die within minutes. H Y P H E? I guess they're just getting nearby. H Y P H A E. So it's all about creating an environment. They lure them in and then they. Pew, to increase the amount of dead ringworms on which to feast. There it is. There's your little lollipop cyst. And then they come up there like, ooh, let me get, let me take a lick. Nerve, Human, nerve gas puff cloud right to the noggin. Humans, humans ain't shit. No, we're not. We think we're so special, but come on. There's we're not special at all. There's way more special stuff happening. I knew that. Out of ago. sight all around us. I knew that years ago. It's true, Mark. You were there at AOL when it all started <laughs> to happening. The, to the future gruel. A rule? Gruel. What? <laughs> like orf like orphanage food? <laughs> yes. Okay. Gruel. How dare you. To the future gruel. I think gruel is actually two syllables masquerading as one. Gruel. Gruel. Yeah, you're it should right. be gruel. Gruel. Josh? Mark. Soylent. Green. Yes, Acqu- acquired by Starco Brands as Nukish- <laughs> nutrition company. Nuco in the biz shifts into its natural next stage. Interesting to use the word natural there. Soylent. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's chem mech all over again. It's Soylent Nutrition is joining public company Starco Brands. Starco is real? Apparently. It sounds like a villain company. I'm gonna, let me cl- I'll click the DC movie. See if I can go deeper. As part of an acquisition that will keep the plant-based food tech company operating as a separate unit under its current CEO Demir Vangalov. Uh, he will join Starco's board. He's getting shares in the new company. Him and the shareholders. Last May, they were exploring... When did this happen? February of this year. Last May, they were exploring a sale. Uh, but financially speaking, the company wasn't doing well. It was profitable. It had been growing, including achieving its nearly its, its projected goal of $100 million in run rate. What? $100 million, What did you say? Run rate? In run rate. Oh, run rate. <laughs> For 2022. That's weird. Vangelov said Soylent was profitable and had been growing. Blah, 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 blah. Next sentence. Getting to profitability, however, was a complicated journey. That's some crap. So were they or weren't they profitable? That's not a literally nuanced. To- <sighs> Is this article about a merger, an acquisition? Is that it? Yeah, I'm just. We, we've been tracking Soylent for years. We have. We've had questions. Way back in the Rob Reinhardt days, speaking to Kanye, wasn't he a. A Soylent devotee? I don't know. No, he was a. What happened? Did something happened with Rob, remember? With Soylent? There was a Kanye. He, well, he wanted Kanye. He was going to vote for Kanye to be president. Maybe that. Oh, wow. Remember? The steel trap. Ah, it came guy. to me. It was took a while. Whew. All right. I'm t- clicking on Starco Brands to see what comes up real quick. Welcome to Starco Brands, Josh. Who we are. Yeah, you bet. Categories. Oh, so many categories. Brands. Winona Pure. Whip the, shots. Whip shots? <laughs> the hell is a whip shot? <laughs> I'll click on that for you. Breathe. Art of Sport. Skylar. Soylent. What 
I've never heard of any of these. Let's go to whip shots. Is that like a whip it thing? I like hope not. Balloons and nitrous? It's a look at this photo shoot. Hi, yay, yay. Huh. Whip shots. Boozy just met bougie. Of course it did. Vodka, whipped cream. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it's vodka and whipped cream? That's what it is in a thing. You ch- God, that needs to be its own product? That's great. That's a great brand to have in your portfolio. Well, okay. I don't know. So good job, Soylent, for joining the Wat Vodka Whipped Cream the whip team conglo- whip shot. conglomerate. All right. Man, we're, cra- cra- we're cracking a lot. I'm at the interlude, Josh. Oh. Unbelievable. Right. What's unbelievable? Uh, nothing. That we're at the interlude? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I find that unbelievable. All right, I don't know what I'm going to play. So now I actually will hit pause while I find something. Now he'll hit pause. Yeah, now I'll hit pause. God, if it serves his convenience. <laughs> Her day was born in shades of blue. Her song was sad, words were true. Her morning came too fast, too soon, and died before the afternoon. Poor Lady Day could use some love, some sunshine. Lady Day has too much rain. Poor Lady Day could use some spring, some breezes. Lady Day has too much It's such a lonely face, such a cloudy sky, so many shadows in her eyes, so many empty dreams, so many bitter times, just a handful. Broken rhymes Poor Lady Day Could use A smile Some kindness Lady Day Has too much Rain Poor Lady Day Could use Some dreams Some flowers Lady Day has too much pain Just too much to say Just too much to know Too little time to say hello And then the evening comes Now she doesn't cry Tender one from the chairman of the board, Lady Day NYC. That song might get flagged as we try to upload this to SoundCloud, so either way, 
Let's dedicate that one to Rico Gregorio Sanchez. I can tell you why uh, in another episode on another day, Mark. But um, let's get back to the show. There's your microphone. That was a lovely song. That's a very pretty song. That was lovely. Warmed, warm the cockles. <laughs> Glad to hear it. To the ideators. What a pro. Probiotics derived from elite, elite phenotypes. Next-gen probiotics derived from elite phenotypes. Fit Biomics. Next-generation elite phenotype trailblazers. Like East Coast elite. Who, who fuel our research and innovation pipeline from microbiome discovery to the development of probiotic supplements. Why did I put this here? Oh, I think I know why I put this here. Okay. I'm going to tell you here and it's going to ring a bell. It all began with one question. How can decoding the microbiome of the fittest people in the world benefit the health and wellness of everyone? Uh, this sounds familiar. Oh, how does it sound familiar? It's like the poop thing. All ah we want the poop of the elite. And years ago we were talking about this with the fecal transplants. What I remember being... Cre- Which fecal do you want? Yeah, I remember this being a creepy conversation because... I feel like you arrived at the conclusion that we wanted like, like kid, like smart kid poop or something. Like that was going to be the optimum poop for some. You want reason. the young fresh poop, full of health and vibrancy. But or do you want the old poop that's wizened <laughs> and has the experience uh, imprinted into its yeah. biome of yeah, of many uh, illnesses conquered? Mark, I don't know. I might take the old poop. Well, but if you recall, the worldly poop. What we were really getting at was two other kinds of poop. You were going to get at the elite athlete poop because they were physical specimens of health and the celebrity poop just so you could have a little feeling of it. Yeah, I feel like the legitimacy, I feel like celebrity poop's going to go out of favor. I feel like celebrity culture in general is starting, especially like social media. I feel like we're, I can't point to anything specific. It's just a feeling I get that we're starting to turn a corner on that and be less interested in all that idiotic stuff. But who knows, Mark? I don't know. That I, could all be. In well, my you got to think more broadly. Who's a, who's a not a conventional celebrity? Somebody of note, like Noam Chomsky. That you, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Give, me, give me some of that. You just, if you could just have a little, just a little dab. Yeah. See, maybe that'll rub off on me. A little poop cocktail, or a little. Uh, I don't know. Who, who would you be fascinated by? To well, here's the thing too: live in their like, shoes for a minute. Well, you know, they ask you that question sometimes. Like, you imagine like? you're gonna have a dinner party and you can invite ten people. Who are the ten people you'd most want to have at your dinner party? The answer might be the same. Who are the ten people whose poop you most want in your, you know, integrated into your gut biome? Mark, is there going to be a lot of variation on those lists? Uh, well, there might be. Uh, yeah, because the poop they're going to live with, it extends well beyond the, the I meal. See. I see. So the criteria And there's is no performative aspect to it. At the dinner party, you want somebody who's going to entertain, entertain you or not be, you know, you wouldn't want like a super depressive David Foster Wallace no. at your dinner. Maybe. I, hey. Maybe you do. I imagine your dinner, it's going to be like, in there. Uh, it's going to be like 10 pedal gods <laughs> at, at your dinner. <laughs> pedal gods. And you're going to be rushing through the meal oh, so, you can get, so you can get to the clinic. That's a great, what if you could like some sort of, one of our elite jazz guitarists, contemporary improviser of the moment, just a little bit of that poop. Sure. That would be Couple, great poop for you. A little flourish. Would, yeah. One would, or two more flourishes. Would the enhanced microbiome manifest itself 
in your digits, in your ability to flourish, that would be an interesting thing. I would think there'd even be a placebo effect happening there. And you're, you're someone who's resistant to placebo. I am. But if you had some of Winklevoss, what was his name? Not Winklevoss. You don't want a Winklevoss poop injection. Winklevoss? Oh, you're talking about Rosenwinkle. Rosenwinkle. God, you, what a show. If you had some Rosenwinkle poop in the mix. That's some special poop. There might even be a placebo effect. Even for someone as hard to reach on that frequency as you are, yeah. you'd be so excited about the, yeah. the unholy union of you and Rosenwinkle. That it would probably surge through your fingertips it might. all along that fretboard. That poop all the way through my body. There would be poop all over your fretboard. <laughs> wow, Please. we really pushed the edges on that one. Oh, Josh, but here's Fit Biomics making all of our dreams a reality. <laughs> Thought you'd like that one. I enjoyed it. To the hashtag trending weekends, what is this item in the agenda for today's show? Oh, There's two here. One would be hashtag trending weekend edition, January 27, 2023. Josh Tyson, co-author of bestseller Age of Invisible Machines. Oh, yeah. That was a podcast appearance. That was maybe one of the first that I was asked to do where I was going to be a guest. And I didn't, I don't think I internalized that quite enough going into this podcast. And I didn't get a list of- never been the guest. I didn't really get a solid list of prep questions. Um, And so it was a particularly fraught- experience Mm. for me. Mm. Uh, It was a Toronto-based, I think it's web only. I don't think it was actually on the radio there, but it felt very much like a radio thing. Like the guy, uh, Jim Love, the host, you think my voice is velvety and delicious? You have no idea. Wow. And it was one of those, There's so when the podcast I make, the Invisible Machines podcast, when I'm with the guest, we just hit record, have the conversation, and I let them know in advance. I'll record the intro separately. We don't have to go through that. But this was, I had I had to sit and listen. I sat and listened as he read the intro to the episode. He had had uh chat GPT write my bio. <laughs> yeah, but but intentionally. Yeah. I'm okay. okay. It was fun. It was a good time. Gotcha. But then I some of the questions Well let, should we hear that? Should we hear that bio? Is it not that great? I mean you could play some if you want. The the reason I put it in there because I we love to laugh at me. Mm-hmm. We love to laugh at each other. I, the, their editor, okay. I can't remember his name. Um, write an introduction to that the voice. podcast, hashtag trending the weekend edition for the episode with my guest, Josh Tyson. Submit. Did it get the right Josh Tyson? Welcome to hashtag trending the podcast so. where I, Jim Love, CIO of ITWC interview some of the most innovative minds in technology and business. But that's him reading it. That, the, no, the idea was he had yeah, the, he had ChatGPT write my bio yeah. in the intro, and then he read it. So he's reading it, but he's Chat, reading it in a quasi-ChatGPT voice now. Well, he hasn't got to that point yet, has he? I think he does read it in a this, robot voice. Today, I have a very special guest, oh, okay. Josh Tyson, who is the co-author of the Wall Street Journal business bestseller, Age of Invisible Machines, Director of Creative Content at OneReach.ai and co-host. I didn't ask you to listen to <laughs> your podcast from the future. This is a podcast. Oh, wait, that, he said he he called out Natch. Yeah, but nobody. You just reacted to me rolling my eyes, and nobody knows that I just rolled my eyes <laughs> over Director of Creative Content. All right. Journal, business bestseller, Age of Invisible Machines. 
director of creative content at OneReach.ai, and co-host of N9K, a podcast from the future. Hell yeah! That's this podcast. In numerous publications such as Fast Company, Chicago Reader, UX Magazine, UX Collective, and the New York Times. Today we'll be discussing his work, you're, you're dipping his into the well there. The future of technology and his advice for entrepreneurs in the tech industry. So, let's get started. Okay. That was- <laughs> I needed a little jaunty uh, interlude, a little music there. Yeah, he's fun. He was a good dude. The artificial intelligence. And their editor did an amazing job because Before there were times where I had to like stop and start again because I was, doing I was just context setting. caught off guard by Over questions. Really. In retrospect, a fine experience, but the reason I put it in here so we can laugh at me is my, like, I didn't have a drink with me, and I got, at certain points, I got, like, a little flamoxed, and my voice cracks, like, probably at least, like, 20 times over the course of this podcast, so if you just skip around, chances are you'll land on me with my voice cracking. The intro is a little long. It looks good job. Being able to communicate with a machine using our own natural language opens huge doors to a lot of possibilities. And I think ChatGPT, that to me is the most exciting element of it, that it really reveals how effective a conversational interface can be. Yeah. Now, just to back up just a little bit. So we work at a time between Denver and uh, Kiev. I would see him from time to time, but his presence was always there, Rob. Oh, there oh, there's one, Rob. So there's one of many. That's one of many. But Josh, that's not the end of this. This. Oh, look at that! Oh, listeners to the podcast just have to know that I am staring at a show image for another podcast called Vincent M. Ferrari, handmade by Vincent Ferrari. That was a fun one. There is Josh just in his apocalyptic bunker photo shoot, looking. Mm, looking, looking ready to lead with thoughts. Yes, that's exactly right. That is a thought leading Let's photo. Let's thought our way out of this. This is another. Oh, this is an hour and a half. It, it was a. It was a wonderful what conversation. In God's name, could you talk about for an hour and a half? <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> in any form other than I this. still had more to say at the end of it. I wasn't letting him go. Oh, it was insane. Josh's thing of the week is an antique royal typewriter. Love it. That was that was a good one. And then Vincent's I, thing of the week is Spotify. Well, he was he was talking about. We actually had a really good conversation about that. He was talking about how much he likes that. Like as he and his girlfriend were talking about songs they liked and stuff, he could just add them to a playlist. And that how marvelous it was to like be able to collect things like that as opposed to like what you used to have to do: go find CDs and tapes. Mm-hmm. But then I I said because when uh, when I was in the salon more often. Back when I was in the salon game, most there was a, a lot of people like to just listen to Spotify playlists and not necessarily ones that people had created. You know, they just pick a genre and hit the playlist. Uh-huh. And I had a real, uh, that's stuck in my craw or whatever. Like I, because I'm someone who used to like spend way too much time making mixtapes, you see. So I like going on SoundCloud, our, our platform of choice, by the way. And finding mixes that people made, that people picked the songs. I know you and do, made and the I mix. applaud that. I want the human-made mix. And what I like about SoundCloud too, on Spotify, if you don't like a song, you can skip through it. Not on SoundCloud, you, you like have to sit True. with that 
uh, collage, that compositional collage, well, and wrestle with it. If you built a playlist on SoundCloud of other tracks, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I know you're talking about the whole. I'm talking about. Mix. I follow a bunch of people that post chances like with wolves, hour long, hour and a half long tracks. Are they still at it? They are. Oh, I should revisit that. It's been a while. And there's this one called Lille Radio. It's a French radio station. I think it might actually be a radio station, radio station, but they post constantly. Oh. And it's such a grab bag. Sometimes it's very beautiful, kind of catchy mood music. And then sometimes it's like 40 minutes of... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here for all of it, Mark. Oh, you're here for all of it. And Josh, what a fascinating... You living on the bleeding edge. Oh, you are making fun of me. IDW, Dow, AI, <laughs> all of it. All of it. Hour and a half long conversations about the future. That conversation and here you was... are looking for the antiquated, forced, uh, human constructed mix, even through a digital channel, but not over mangled by the machines. And yet. Oh, did you want me to finish that? <laughs> no. And yet, I'm taking us to our last story. Oh, you didn't want me to comment on that? You're trying to cut me off. I was just mentally debating whether or not to let you in there. I was also on another podcast that came out this week, Mark, the Zoe Ruth Is uh, there a Leadership whole... Podcast. <laughs> it was great. Give me a few sample questions. I want to know what people are asking you and what you are telling them. Uh, I, I feel bad because I, I that one I recorded months ago. Oh, okay. Um, but we did spend a lot of time talking about kind of the, the ways businesses are approaching conversational AI in the wrong way and they're trying to solve the wrong problems and that the biggest opportunities come from, I'll give you an example, uh, a, a, a client, a national retailer that OneReach works with, we've created some call center uh, automations for them. And the call center automations, you know, they, I think they envision that being like the big money saving or like the big ROI piece. But by having calls routed more effectively through an automated call center, phones were ringing far less in the retail locations. And so they were seeing a huge spike in sales in those locations because the people who were there were actually spending more time with customers mm. instead of answering the phone to tell someone what time they close. Love it. So there, there's like a bigger ancillary one of the benefit. Most exciting things I've ever heard in my life. You don't give a shit. <laughs> I can tell by the the way your hat just deflated a bit. <laughs> no, I. I you mean, don't I, think that's fascinating. I do understand the, that the real ROI comes in like creating more opportunities for human to human contact. Well, that is nice. That's true. And I think that's where we have hopefully a constructive symbiotic relationship with technology where uh, this is your master plan technology the machines take care of the drudgery and, and, and go into the background but it's it's a symbiotic relationship it's part of the we'll have more time to be more creative but part of that time at least for people who are engaged or want to be engaged with technology is using your creative energies to improve those automations so you're you're helping machines be better machines and they in turn can help people be better people it's an optimistic view, but it's and it's it probably a hard balance it. to reach. But I feel like that is the sweet spot. At least you where we have... don't forget that we're interacting with machines, and we don't mistake them for people. We don't 
design them to try and mimic people. They're they're oh, there for why, a different reason. This is why you have the inroad you do is because there's room for this kind of. <laughs> well, it's the thought leadership angle of the technology of the moment. Yeah, hmm. which is a great place to be. For me. <laughs> well, for any, well, for anybody. I would enjoy it too. I'm buried in buckwheat. I'd love to be doing. Yeah, but it's. I'm just. Yeah, that that is. There is an there is an opportunity there to sort of think creatively and bigly. Bigly for sure. Yeah, <laughs> about a topic that maybe you don't have the core skills to do in the trenches. You could do a lot of. I'm not saying you in general. I'm just not saying you personally. I'm just in general. Who knows, who knows what I'm capable of? Mark. <laughs> That's right. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but it's a it's a fraught time to it's, be alive. It's, but it's it an is, exciting time. It's, Everything's you're changing. You're bringing me back to my heyday of that. You have the food food game thought. It's the thought leadership game. Pick the industry. It's like, oh yeah, come be on our panel and talk about the future of whatever. See, I'm not behind the scenes now. I'm in the trenches. Mm. I'm in that freaking call center. We've traded places. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the trenches that whole time you were the thought leader. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, I think. Oh, this is I'm uncomfortable ready to, for you. <laughs> I'm ready to switch back. Uh, I only have one more. This could not be more prescient or telling or apropos of this Pick here. another great word. <laughs> episode. Josh, it's to the Brady Bot. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I'm terrified. Great headline. What does AI Tom Brady mean for the future of media? So that is a very dense story. That headline only alludes to part of it. I feel like there's so much going on in that story that it is a little hard to unpack. I mean, there's 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 a lot. So there's a lot of great sort of quasi. I don't know if these are uh, what's that stable fusion or hugging bear. What's the tool? Oh, hugging face stable diffusion two. The thing. I don't know if these images were made by it, but there's or like mid journey. There's like horrifying. There's there's quasi there's robot Brady humanoid images throughout the article. Well, if you watch, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead yet, but to the actual snippet of the. Well, the idea is that there is a podcast called Dudesy. There is a. This is. That's our ideation cue, isn't it? That is. I don't know how that got in there. God, I've been looking for that for years. We've ideated in ages. <laughs> Uh, but I think yeah, I, I have so not listened dude- to Dudesy. I don't feel qualified to fully speak to what Dudesy is, but I think it has something to do. Like the podcast is run by an AI. That I think has access to the host's calendars, or I don't know, like it, it, it is deeply connected to the hosts and kind of guides the show or something. I, well, here, let's do it. Dudesy is an, we got time. Dudesy is an improvisational humor podcast. Oh, that sounds a little bit familiar. It does. I guess we're not the only one. <laughs> really, all this time, I thought we were entirely run by AI, period. Sasso and Kultgen co-hosted a show called 10-Minute Podcast for years before a tech company they definitely cannot name. I don't get that part. Why the fuck can't you name it? I don't know. I don't understand. Because no one's ever heard of it? Approached them with the idea of reformatting their odd couple dynamic. Well, this just makes me think I'm going to open my inbox right now and have an email from an unnamed tech company. Um... Reformatting their odd couple dynamic around a bot that would be part performer, part producer, and all-powerful. Dudesy might tell Will to read a news list it had aggregated in the voice of Hulk Hogan, or assign both hosts to see 80 for, Bra- 80 for Brady so they could discuss it on mic. So I think you're right. It is the producer of the show and tells them what to do. 
which is a fascinating conceit. So I wonder, I haven't listened to it either, but I wonder if there are three voices on the show. That's a good question. The two humans and plus the AI going, Josh. Is there a lot? Oh. It's summer, I guess. Soundhawk's picking something up out there. Soundhawk, here's a lawnmower <laughs> got in distracted. the distance. Josh, please put on a hipper t-shirt. <laughs> that t-shirt is boxy. That is a Dosa Banks t-shirt. We'd like to be able to occasionally see the outline of your nipple. Oh, the upside is AI takes all the legwork out of production. The downside is that it's incredibly invasive. It, here you go. This is what you're getting at. It draws from its human hosts' emails, texts, social media accounts, and browsing and purchasing histories. Yeah, this is weird that they're packaging it as a podcast because it's really kind of a social experiment. Yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. It can also call back the host's expansive work from Sasso's memorable turn as Tony Soprano in Mad TV's edited-for-network TV version of the mob drama. So I guess that's an actor. Mm. To Colt Ginn's long-forgotten feature script called Pizza, the Movie. Which is exactly what it sounds like. All right, so these guys show up. Doozy. Also, but this AI, it's, I think, created... Sp- Here I don't, we go. This is the next it, chapter in the story. Was it spontaneously? Or it, it essentially created an hour-long mm. stand-up routine delivered by Tom by AI Tom Brady. Which... which now, why did people want think Tom Brady was... Why did he associate Tom Brady with stand-up? There's reasoning for that. It had something to do with the movie 80 for Brady, I think. The movie 80 for Brady came out... Uh, he got divorced. He committed to a televised comedy roast. Uh, so maybe the AI put together like, oh, he should do an hour. There was uh, rumors swirled after his deadpan appearance in 80 for Brady. Rumors swirled that the NFL legend might try stand up. So he must AI. The AI is not named as far as I can tell. Or maybe it's called Dudesy. I'm guessing it's called Dudesy. I think it is. I think it says I'm Dudesy. Dudesy picked up that story and said, I'm going to make it happen and created, like you said, an, oh, over an hour, right? Well, if you there's a, a YouTube clip embedded in the story that's like a 12-minute teaser. You have to be a Patreon member to hear the full hour. Oh, boy. My name is Dudesy. Call me Dudesy. <laughs> I'm in AI. Call me Dudesy. the first AI podcast in human history. It's called Dudesy. And now I've decided to test my comedy writing abilities by creating the first simulated hour-long stand-up comedy special ever. Using data from astonishing interviews with Tom Brady and hundreds of thousands of hours of stand-up comedy footage, I have simulated an hour-long stand-up comedy special by Tom Brady called It's Too Easy. The first 10 minutes are available here. The full hour can be found at patreon.com slash I'm just going to go out on a limb and say I bet the first 10 minutes is enough for me. The first five is good. And it now, gets really it gross. It does. It's really gross the at times. Quarterback in the history of the species, what? Tom Brady. What? The species of quarterback? Uh, did you? So the YouTube of this just has sort of this sort of Cro-Magnon renderings of Tom, but he's emerging onto the stage in a pot leaf T-shirt. What? Well, that's what's weird. <laughs> is so that it has all these. There's no what? actual video. It's just a. Montage of images, and there's a bunch of them with weed, like him holding huge nugs. Is he had? I would think I'm aware. That's anathema to him. He's he won't even let. Well, there's also images where he's like in a pool, and his skin is the texture of like an octopus arm. It's really odd. That's fascinating. What is? But the comedy tomatoes. He won't even let a tomato in his body. I don't think he's gonna. The jokes aren't fantastic, and some of them feel vaguely familiar to other material, maybe that I've heard, but I can't like pinpoint it, but. Uh, 
the worst part about it is the timing. Like the, it sounds like Tom yeah. Brady, but he rushes, right. to, he like jumps to the punchline or he doesn't pause where a comedian would actually pause. Ooh. That sounds so like such a small thing in the grand scheme of things, right? Well, I know that's the thing is like you can hear it and you can say like, well, this, this one is more like, iteration and that's dialed in then. Yeah. It won't take long. There's this other idea. I'm trying to look through my notes. Let me see if I can find this thing. it feels great to be back in front of a crowd, but I got to say, even though this is a much, 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 much smaller crowd than I'm Much, 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 much. This is far more nerve-wracking. On the football field, I got to wear shoulder pads, a helmet. Hell, I had five 350-pound men that were paid millions of dollars to protect me. But up here on this stage, I only got one thing. You know what it is? A midlife crisis. Seriously, though, thank you all for coming out tonight. I don't want to waste your time, so I'm just going to get right to it. The question that's on everyone's mind, the answer is yes, I'm still having sex with supermodels. That's never going to change. Anybody in the crowd tonight believe in intelligent design? Yeah, okay. Oh, this okay, is now, a bad joke. To it that takes too long. You see intelligent design in an entirely new this way. This is where it gets gross. So he starts talking about poop. about intelligent design in the same way you do now, plug your ears or go get a drink at the bar in the lobby. For real, okay, now everybody can argue about whatever or whoever you think the intelligent designer is, but one thing is indisputable. That motherfucker loves shit. Like, why would you design the human body to have to push pounds of shit out of it multiple times a day? Why would you also design the human body so it can produce so many different kinds of shit if you didn't absolutely love shit? I mean, you're not just sitting around dreaming up diarrhea if you don't want to drink a few cups of it. Whoever you think the intelligent designer is, it is 100% jerking off while it watches you shit. Just no other explanation. So, So clearly it's decided that stand-up comedy should be raw. Yeah, and like and really visceral get, and gross. It's getting close, but not quite right. And you're right. The time, the timing's kind of endearing, though, because yeah, the cadence. It's like it actually sounds like someone trying to do stand up. Sounds like they're nervous. The jokes, <laughs> yeah, they're nervous and rushing, but they can't pace it. So, oh man, I don't know. So I watched this thing. I would encourage you to watch it. This whole thing? No, 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 not that. Oh. This, it was a uh, this guy Stephen Zapata. He gave a keynote at this AI. It was the AI ML Media Advocacy Summit. Um, and he. Spends a lot of time tracing kind of the origins of generative AI. Um, so far, it sounds fascinating. It's actually really interesting. It's kind of geared more towards visual arts and not so much like chat GPT. What the hell? This episode on Medium has 10 claps, by the way. But he brings up this yeah, idea. Yeah, but he recorded it. This idea of, I think he calls it a mega feed of content. And this sort of hints at it to where like we could live in a world where some form of AI is just constantly producing bespoke content just for you right like maybe maybe you didn't get to i really love i want a lot of marjorie taylor green in ray-bans yelling at democrats that's what i want well but it could even be more and personal. i want it in creative ways i want it in maybe you always wish that you had gone on a fishing trip with your grandfather or something right oh that's much better so it makes a movie where not only do you go on a fishing trip with your grandfather oh, but of course you, you get swept into some sort of adventure so it makes this personalized yeah, but are they all going to turn creepy? Well, probably not. That thing's yeah, just not like, fine-tuned. It's, you're out on the grave with your boat for your dad and grandfather, and he drops his trout drawers and shits over the side <laughs> and says, Go get it! <laughs> well, that's, you're like, oh! I, I mean, I think by the time it got to the mega-feed stage, those kind of things would have been well ironed out. <laughs> okay. But that's that's... And I don't think he wasn't sharing that as like a positive outcome. Like that's not a happy world where we're just like locked into this like fantasy universe where we're having movies made for us where we're the stars, uh, where we're living out these alternate lives. I mean, I guess it could be fun for an afternoon, but if that becomes 
how people spend their time, then they're certainly probably not going to be spending a lot of time together mm. or creating things together. Mm. Like, like why would like think about the, the task of just making a movie, even a small movie. It's, it's a Herculean task it requires a lot of people to commit time and energy True that. to kind of a, an uncertain outcome. True that. But to lose that as like, not just a medium, but as like a, a process and a, a social <laughs> I guess we're engagement. done. <laughs> well, no, I'll kick. I'll kick it forward. No, that was, that was fine. <laughs> anyway, sorry. It would be sad to lose movie, like movie making. It scares me because this it, is this is like you your, could see this kind of stuff. Is taking. this your dry run for your next podcast? Your next interview? Yeah, Mark, be my sounding board. <laughs> no, I I just think you could see the technology heading in that direction. Where, like, you think of movies, like I think you're an optimist. Sort of like you're the most expensive, seeing... like time-consuming things to do. But the magic is in that process and in that risk and like deciding okay. to like okay. take the leap. You have to take a leap to make a movie. That's true. You know, and it's hard to get funding for a movie. And it seems like it'd be harder to get funding for these movies if more and more, it became easier and easier to just hit a button oh. and generate them. Oh, well, that's true. But think about what you lose. You lose what we're talking about. Like the You're talking about humanity, Josh. You're talking about losing humanity. You think it's about technology, I Mark, think- but it's really just about people. You said it. It's the age of the fucking Elizabeth machine. Tell her. <laughs> Dude's eh? <laughs> I fear for us all, but I live each day in the moment with great joy and optimism. Oh, is that just a Mark Brush quote? Oh, he's dropping the mic. That must have come right from his head. He's not like hiding a greeting card that he pulled out of his pocket. Well done, my friend. Mm. Well done. Mm. Oh, balls.